Amy turned the coffee machine on. The girls would take care of everything else. But being responsible for the most consumed drink in Crest's home gave her a lot of satisfaction. And she sweetly emphasised that she had decided to be part of that strange family. Most people go to prison when they murder someone. She hadn't so far, but you never know. And she always dreaded that knock on the door. When justice would come looking for her, as she thought I accept that however I don't want that to be the defining feature of my life the pain will never go away but there is also so much to enjoy about this new life Crest gives her the space and freedom to be herself, an absolute godsend. The girls are a revelation. None of that high emotionality from her previous life. Sometimes they chat. And she asks them, what do you believe in? They look at her as though she is drooling and speaking in tongues. And they say, in a deadpan voice, the here and now, that is all there is. The rest is dust. Superb coffee, Pat told her. Still feeling anxious about everything Cochrane might have to say to him. Gareth actually poured himself more coffee and cleared his throat. I imagine you think I called you to this meeting to untangle the Francis mystery, but that's only partially the case. Here, Pat thought, my turn has come. Cochrane took the newly purchased ring out of his pocket and showed it to everyone. For a few moments, they all remained silent in disbelief. Then Crest and Amy burst out laughing in unison, while Pat breathed a sigh of relief and Carmen Arte silently asked the girls to bring a more appropriate drink for the occasion. Cassandra 
love this ring. It's like her name is engraved on it. Well done, Gareth. Amy broke the ice, surprised by her own ability to express joy in such a circumstance. The girls arrived with champagne, and once the glasses were all full, Crest cleared his throat. Dearest Gareth, you are a lifelong friend, and the most upright and open-minded person I have ever met, and also the craziest. That said, I'd be a fool if you weren't happy and satisfied with how you've decided to turn your life around. Cassandra is an exceptional girl. We all know it. But with you, she will be a happy woman too. Cheers. The glasses clinked as did Pat's thoughts. In a show of loyalty towards his adventure companion, he moved away from the group of friends and called Cassandra on his cell phone. He didn't want to ruin her surprise, but knowing her aversion to conventions, he felt the need to warn her about it, and perhaps, still not fully admitting it, he felt the urgency of reiterating that the bond between them, born from who knows what distortion of the universe, would survive the engagement. Cassandra, can you talk? I need to ask you something. Something important. But you have to answer me without thinking. Cassandra laughed. Have you ever taken that risk with me? Pat laughed too. Holy words. Are you happy with Gareth? Yes, of course. Cassandra replied without hesitation. Forever. Cassandra burst out laughing. Jesus, Pat, are you having another existential crisis? I'm in the middle of a recipe that rebels against my hand. Spit it out, please. There she was. The Cassandra he preferred. The one that always managed to dissect and surgically reveal all his discomfort and completely dismantle it with a joke. I just want to know that the idea of spending your life with Gareth makes you happy. He told her gently, 
Cassandra's side. Pat, in my opinion, you have been abusing the Pepto-Bismol. Having said that, to reassure you and return to my recipe, if I close my eyes and imagine myself in ten years, I see him with me and he is alive. Cassandra added, chuckling. Pat said goodbye to her and took a deep breath. Then he sat down with everyone else. Gareth poured him some more champagne. Did she seem convinced to you? He asked him point blank. Pat smiled. How foolish to even think about doing something secretly in a house full of detectives. My friend, you have my blessing. Gareth emptied his flute in one gulp. Pat and the others followed. How are you going to propose? Carmonati asked without much preamble. Gareth sighed. I have no idea. I mean, how do you surprise a kind of superhero? Crest laughed. Amy snorted. Come on, Cochrane. You only have two options. Alone with her, or together with us. Who are a bit like your family? Gareth looked at Pat, as if for moral support. Okay, if you ask me, I'll tell you that simple and normal things affect her. I guess because she experiences everything else on a daily basis. Carmenate poured himself more champagne and raised his glass at my parents then romantic dinner for two and then general surprise you can't go wrong Gareth felt a shiver of fear run down his spine and could only nod strange how love and all the silly things it brings with it can cloud even a mystery like the one we're involved in, muttered Crest. Well, maybe you're right, replied Cochrane, who, after the third glass of champagne, felt a little more relaxed. But this is a very singular case and I don't want to do what I have always done which is to put my life on hold for work 
crest looked him in the eyes, and then Cassandra is an important link in this story, and I'm sure you feel the need to protect her as much as you can. Crest added, with a certain sweetness. Cochrane nodded. I live with a wonderful woman, but she's also someone who can disappear into a song, you know? Crest rolled his eyes. Look, I could tell you a thousand of these stories, things that don't happen to her when you analyse her. But when she's calmly at home, or out and about, or doing very normal things, like putting on a record. Please, go ahead, Crest urged, pouring himself more champagne. So I go home, and I don't see her around, but Alistair points me to the turntable, on which Foxtrot by Genesis is playing. I look around and see nothing, but then I clearly hear her voice coming from the record player, and at that point I understand that something must have happened. Crest held his breath. So, long story short, she tells me that she's stuck in Supper's Ready's house. Then all of a sudden, boom, and I see her on the couch, happy as a little girl. When I ask her what happened, she tells me that she's not really sure, but that she was curious to understand the lyrics of the song well. She then shows me the album cover, and opening it, she points out to me that she has made a small mark on the cloak of one of the men in the procession. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Pat, who in the meantime had sat next to the two, started laughing. You are talking about a living portal of free and non-stop access to the dimensional plurality of the universe. Crest handed him the goblet. Pat, you're a legend. You couldn't have described Gareth's privilege better. Let's drink to the plurality of happiness, added the scientist. Have you thought about New Zealand for your honeymoon? Carmenate asked, all of a sudden, 
and chuckling. What do you mean? Amy asked, curiously. Carmenate put the cell phone back in his pocket. Well, two individuals who may match are Constance Prince and Philip O'Neill were spotted arriving at Nelson Airport two days after Mr. Francis's death, number two. Everyone was silent for a few moments. Then the girl started singing, Time Has Come Today, by the Chambers Brothers' 